City planning. You love it, I love it, and as baffling as it is, everyone seems to kind of love it, which is the theme of AEG's upcoming game, Shake That City, a game of optimistic beginnings and progressively more desperate outcomes. In each of the game's 15 rounds, the lead player of the game uses the assembled cardboardian puzzle box to plop down nine cubes. No, not that type of puzzle box, but could you imagine the type of Xenobites this adorable thing would summon? The lead player then picks one color and assembles the matching tiles of that color in their city, following the same number and spatial relationship to one another, with no rotation allowed. If you can't fit it in your city, then you can't pick that color. Then all other players do the same with any other color than what the lead player picked, even picking the same color as one another, except in rounds 13 through 15, where all players can pick the same color as the lead. But why? Why should you pick one color over another? Well, there are two very distinct reasons, and you better believe that they both come down to points. First, each of the five colors gets points for reasons. Industrial gets points for being next to other industrial and roads. Roads get points per tile so long as their road system connects with the outside of the board. Parks beautify your land and are worth up to two points if next to industrial or residential respectively. Residential gets two points for every grouping of any size so long as it doesn't touch industrial. And commercial wants to be closer to the heart of the city, scoring more points in gray sections of your board but only if they connect to the road system leading out of the city. Those grays are centrally located on the main city board, if that's what you're playing, but if using the beachside variant, well, they hang out in a corner, giving you a little bit extra pizzazz that you can play with. A little variation of variety. The other reason you're choosing one color over another is that your board is demanding. During setup, the lead player randomizes these column and row bonus scoring tiles and everyone mirrors that setup. Fill the column completely or have the quantity it desires, flip it over and get a bonus three points at the end of the game, at which time most points in total wins. So Shake That City is an extremely concise game that is just focused around one central cube plopping gimmick and in that it succeeds. It may be a narrow game both in terms of the strategic manipulation that you can do and the time that it's sitting on the table, but as you play you realize that there are more complexities as things become more and more desperate where you need certain things to fulfill your kingdom and only certain patterns are actually going to allow you to take a turn with the types of tiles that you're looking for. So for being such a laser focused system it allows for some risk, some strategy, and some big satisfying payoffs when it all comes together and great moments of hubris biting you in the butt when you realize you backed yourself into a corner, but in a fun, let's play it again sort of way. So for being a super narrow game that's centralized around one gimmick, that gimmick facilitates it well. But this gimmick, this thing, we, we have to talk about this. So 
could you achieve this same strategic dynamism without this? Yeah, technically you could take cubes out of a bag and one at a time put them onto the table in the patterns that are going to be used by players. And that could work, but that would be painstaking to do that in a game that is otherwise so poppy and bright and fun. And that's what the uh, toy box really brings to this. It facilitates the overall tone of the game like a nice bright poppy summer jam. On the other hand, it's kind of temperamental. First off, when it works even as intended, the spatial relationships are fixed, oriented to the lead player, no rotation, right? Spatial stuff is hard for a lot of people, and if the cubes are oriented in a fixed position, you either gotta rotate your brain or have all players sitting on the same side of the table to make sure you are allocating tiles correctly, which is a bit awkward. Second, for being such a bright pop song of a game, catchy, fast, energetic, this device, at least in this early prototype version, works well only if you carefully move it around the table. In my experience, if you pick it up off the table, the next drop is gonna have a few extra cubes. Give it a real shake as the name of the game implies, you're in for a little bit of chaos. But as long as you're just shaking it on the table, it can take a little bit of momentum and works as intended as this adorable little cardboardian domino dropper. Do I think this is a fun little bit of cardboardian and rubber banditude inventiveness? Yes. Do I think the game could benefit through a little bit more R&D to make it a little smidge more consistent? Also yes. So should you get this game? All depends. As I said, it's narrow, with only five different types of tiles, no personal asymmetry or goals, and no real avenues to approach the game in different strategic ways. It comes down to if you like light, poppy, abstract fun. It executes on what it sets out to do well, but personally for mind-bending spatial relationship cube city building, I prefer the depth, drama, and desperation of AEG's earlier title, Tiny Towns. But this hits some of the same notes while being a faster, lighter, and a more approachable sort of brain burn which for some people is going to translate to more fun. So if you like city building clever abstracts and you like your games to be lean and tight, then you too could shake that city. Just don't shake it too much. Well, I mean, you can shake it a little bit, but you know, not not so much. You know what I'm talking about. And that's our review, but let us know what are your favorite city building games and what are some of your favorite gimmick components to games that even if they may seem a little bit silly and some people are dismissive about them, nonetheless you think it facilitates the fun that much more. Put it in the comments below and as always, thanks for watching, thanks for supporting, and thanks for being an awesome community. You know that I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald.